episodio 92. Bienvenidos muchachos y muchachas. Yes, that's Spanish I'm speaking, but I'm not Spanish. I'm British. <laughs> um, hello everyone, it's me, Tom Lawrenson, the co-leader of the Pot Vision podcast. Um, this is the introduction. Hello, I'm introducing the podcast. It's a funny one. Just a few things to get off my chest before we start, right? Uh, this Thursday, in four days, we're doing a preview in uh, Manchester, doing new scenes of things we're going to do at the Fringe. And I'll probably do some stand-up there as well, if you want to see that. So come to that. I think you can get a ticket uh, just on the website, potvision.com. Um, also, we're at the Fringe for the full month in Edinburgh, uh, doing Potter Vision there. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah. We just recorded an episode of Double Vision, our bonus podcast on the Patreon, all about Prince Cinders. How exciting is that? What's Prince Cinders? It's a 26-minute cartoon uh, that I saw when I was a child. You can watch it on YouTube. It's about a prince that gets transformed into an ape. So if you'd like to listen to that, I don't think it's out yet, but it'll be on the Double Vision on our Patreon soon. Uh, if you'd like to join the Patreon, why not? There's so many episodes on there. All the, all the bonus content. Give it a listen. Some would argue that it's better than the main stuff. Well, why not be amongst them? Enough of me yammering on. Here is episode 92. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every seven days at 5am it's released. In UK time, we talk about a chapter from the Harry Potter books, if you don't mind us saying. This week, we're on episode 35 of book four, well, chapter 35 of book four, episode 92, Veritaserum. And I've got to be honest, it's lovely to see you, Tom. Thank you for being honest for once in your goddamn life. You're very welcome. Oh. I've decided to change my ways. Yeah. I'm stopping being a lying B-word. And uh, I've decided to be a, a truth teller. Good, good. Yeah, how are you, my friend? I'm all right. We're just about recovered, haven't we? For this weekend, we went on Luke Air, Kirkby's Stag Do. Yeah, it was a uh, hey, it was bloody good, can I just say. Tom was in charge of uh, organising everything, and he did a bloody stellar job. It was brilliant, by the way. Well, thank you for saying so. It was probably one of the most stressful days of my life. <laughs> hey, it was good. Let me go through the itinerary with you. We start off going to the London Dungeon. People... Saying scary things, jumping out at you, fake leeches going up your bum on a bench. Then we get some German food and German beer. 
and uh, people are dressed in lederhosen. And then uh, what did we do after that? We went on a speedboat through the Thames. That was my highlight. What an experience. Then we went to do junkyard golf and then we had karaoke all while drinking Her Majesty's liquor. Mm. What, a, what a day. It was funny. We started off, we dressed you up like Mr. Bean. Yeah, hey. This weekend, it's been the hottest temperatures on record in the UK. And, and uh, you were you were spreading shit about me. I only said you had to keep the tie on. You were telling everyone that I was making you keep the tweed jacket on. I thought you were. I thought it was all had to be together. I won't bother. You could jump in the tents for all I care. Oh, but yeah, I had a bloody tweed jacket and a tie on. And if that weren't bad enough, when we got to the uh, German place, I was then given lederhosen and a hat. And mm. the lederhosen could not get past my child-bearing hips without great difficulty. There was no stretch to them, were there? No, they were unforgiving. And Most uh, I w- trousers, yeah. there's a bit of stretch to them. Yeah. These had no stretch. No stretch. And can I say, without going into too much detail, I'm still feeling the effects of those lederhosen to this day. Are you wearing them now? No. They're, they're here. They're, hey, I've got them, actually. I could show them on the video. A video podcast. Here they are. Oh, you've worn out the crotch. I know. <laughs> That's what it's like being a German. Yeah, it was funny. I think my highlight of the day was London Dungeons. Because we <laughs> we're walking around. And I think just for my pleasure only... Uh, Lucas had gone into full character as Mr. Bean, and uh, let's say, so the performers started the, you know, the London Dungeons performers, like, you're going to see some horrible things down here. And then in my ear, ear I could just have, hear Lucas going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was good fun, and then, uh, you know, if somebody said a joke, I'd turn to Tom and i go, do a little Mr. Bean laugh. He's playing with his tie. It was Mr. Bean for free in the London Dungeons. That'd be a good episode, that wouldn't it? Mr. Bean, because he does that thing in London where uh, he messes about with the, the soldier, doesn't he? The beef eater bloke. Yeah. That'd be a good episode, him going down the London Dungeons and ruining I was it thinking for everyone. The, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. It was funny in them London dungeons because there was too many people there. So all of a sudden they just started cutting things short. We got to a, th- a torture room where this guy was like, this, this is a room where we killed Guy Fawkes. Does anyone know what this is? And he held up some metal instrument and he was like, this is the pair. This was used for. And then in the background you heard a ding, 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 ding. And he goes, well, that's all the time we got for today. Get out of here. You know, hang on, I've been in here for a minute. Well, the best thing was because Martina's brother-in-law was sat in the chair. He was brought up as a volunteer. Mm. His ass had barely touched the seat before he was being ushered out of the room. His tongue was out of his mouth and his ass had barely touched the seat. Yeah. What more can we say, Your Honour? (laughs) But yeah, what what a bloody lovely day. It uh, It was great. Yeah, I did love London Dungeons. Yeah, it was really... (laughs) <laughs> that might have been my highlight. 
Um, and it was funny. I don't know. I don't know what the things were. You'd get in a different chair, and they'd they'd jizzle your bum, or you know whatever they'd jolt your bum or whatever, and then uh, you'd leave. Yeah, it was good fun. There was a funny woman being uh, that woman from Sweeney Todd who does the pies. There was a witch and in a cage. And when we were in that room, because the lights kept going off, I, I'm i not afraid to say this. I'd, at many points, I would hold my eyes closed because I was yeah. like, oh, I don't fancy being scared. So I was like, I'm just going to keep these closed and then you can't scare me. <laughs> Brilliant. But hey, hey, and we saw in the London Dungeons, Jack the Ripper. Oh! And let this be a Pottervision exclusive because his identity has been a mystery for centuries now. Nobody knows what he looks like. Let us tell you that Jack the Ripper is a ginger student. <laughs> yeah? He's a ginger student with eye makeup on and he screams for three seconds and then disappears. I like to imagine all them tourists in the London Dungeons going, oh, what an experience, Jack the Ripper. You know, there was a baker. Oh, the guy who killed Guy Fawkes was there. Mr. Bean was there. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he, never, he never really had anything to do with the tour, but there was a guy dressed as Mr. Bean walking around, making sure everyone was all right. <laughs> Mr. Bean is such a funny stag costume because you can only half tell that it's a stag costume because it's just like, like, yeah, I suppose he would wear that. You'd have to like, I think it'd take you a minute to realise the guy's just Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a tweed suit, in it. Someone could be walking around in that. Mm. Why bloody nuts? It's just a German. It's just a German man with a tweed mm. jacket, lederhosen, red tie... And hat with a beer brand on it. <laughs> we'll have to share a little picture of me and all that on the uh, on the Instagram. Defo. Yeah. Hey, what have you been up to since you've been back? Oh, the other day my car broke down. I was on the. Uh, I got. I was like, I'll go to work early, get home early. But instead, I broke down on the motorway. Yeah. Oh, blooming neck. And is it all sorted now? No, it's at the garage. Um, uh, guy rings me up from the garage. I go, what's wrong with it? He goes, well, it's got bird shit all over it. It's a pigsty inside. Uh, the driver's seat smells like farts. I was like, and that stopped it working. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. That's, uh, <laughs> that's just service level. He goes, uh, you do realise this car's 100 years old? I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see your point, Your Honour. He's like, Your Honour? <laughs> I'm a mechanic. I was like, well, I hold a lot of respect for you, pal. Um, no, I should find out today what was wrong with it. I had to crawl into the bushes because uh, it was so blistering. Uh, when you got to go, you got to go. No, just the heat. And uh, RAC man comes. And he's treating me like a daft C-word. He was like, what happened? And I'm like, it cut out. Like, stop working. So I had to pull yeah. over. And he's like, no, what happened? I'm like, I was driving. Uh, it stopped revving. And it said, stop now on the dashboard. And he was like, oh, what is wrong with you? Why won't you tell me what happened? I'm like, I've got no more info for you, lad. What was he wanting out of you? Don't know. 
Well, what a strange man. He couldn't diagnose Take, it. Takes us back to the time when uh, my tyre exploded on the way back to a Potvision show for two women with babies in a tent in Scotland. I know. That was, uh, that was scary because it just kind of... It must have hit a nail or something because it just suddenly blew up, didn't it? We had to go to the side of the road. Hell yeah, Your Honour. Yeah. Bloody hell. I, on the other hand, am back in Wales with this bloody heat wave going on. Oof. It's not been too bad in Wales. Uh, it's been like in the 30s, but oof. I don't like it. I don't like it hot. It's like being back in Germany. I really like it hot. I like sleeping with a fan on. I like sleeping without a duvet. I like being in and out of sleep all night. I like it being 36 degrees. I like it being 40 degrees. I like the sun blistering down on me. It's like living on holiday. It's beautiful. And thus endeth the lesson. What's the lesson? You like being on holiday. I like the sun. It's not a lesson. That's my sermon. I've learned something. Whatever. You got any more updates for us? Don't be stupid. Um, I'm a fat pig. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, no, not really. Nothing really happens in my crap life. How about you? You got any more updates? No, just living my dream. I've got a. I've got this meeting on Monday with the consulates. Uh, to assist me in being a dirty immigrant to Germany. Uh, so I had my passport photos taken yesterday. So I've got some lovely passport photos that I needed to take in. I've got all my documents ready. And, uh, yeah, getting ready for that. What's this I hear about you starting an improv class? Oh, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing like, a couple... Well, a couple of one-offs don't quite make sense. But I'm doing two... Workshops in North Wales on the 29th of July for young people. You so if anyone's in North Wales, 25. there's a class bet- there's a class for 12 to 17 year olds, and then there's another class for 18 to 25 year olds. Mm. So if anyone wants to come, it's just a one hour session, and it's uh, I think is it is it free? I think it's free, and it is for uh, it's just an introduction to improv comedy, and it will just be playing some games and having a laugh and learning a bit. Uh, so if anyone wants to do that, I'll be sharing stuff on me socials. Maybe we should do an introduction to Pottervision for people. I think so. A little workshop where we explain Your Honour, <laughs> we explain Austin Powers, Mr. Yes, B. Evans, um, Wallace and yeah. Gromit. Yeah. I think you'd take it. You might not be able to squeeze all that into an hour. <laughs> Yeah, it w- I think it would be odd. It might join in this podcast on episode 92. Why do they keep saying your honour and if you don't mind me saying? It's odd. There, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. that'll be good. Pottervision Workshop. If Went you'd to... be interested in having me and Tom just talk to you in a church hall for an hour, oh, uh, get, get in touch. Yeah. Or even how to set up your own Pottervision podcast. I'd love oh, it yeah, if you yeah. franchise this. Yeah, not podcast, Pottervision podcast, right? <laughs> you have to do it like us. No research, <laughs> just recording the podcast. 
saying silly things like we do. You got to take on a responsibility. Are you a Lucas Kirkby or are you a Tom Lawrenson? Yeah, that's the first twenty minutes of the workshop. We go through a quick questionnaire. It's like one of them magazine flow charts that teenagers do, where you find out which member of One Direction you are. Do you know what? I think some people, I think people must relate to one of us more than the other. Do you know, like people listening, they're probably like, oh, I'm definitely a Tom and my husband's a Lucas, or I'm a Lucas and my son's a Tom, or my great-grandma's a Lucas and I'm a Tom, or we're two Lucases in a relationship together with three Lucas children and all our (laughs) children are dating Toms. (laughs) I think so, yeah. What we should do a little poll like are you more on you know, are you more a Lucas person or a Tom person? Yeah. This is not who you prefer, this is who do you feel you have more of an affinity with. Who are you deep down? Yeah. Who are you? If you had to be one, gun to your head. I personally I think I'd be a Tom. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be good. Hey, we should do that in the next Pottervision programme, a little a little flow chart. Are you a Tom or are you a Lucas? A little quiz. If you answered mostly A, you're Lucas. If you answered mostly Z, you are a Tom. If 26, you didn't... 26 options. <laughs> if you didn't bother with this quiz, you're a Tom. Yesterday, I went to my little sister's graduation in Salford. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a bit of fun? Afterwards, I looked at these photos of me smiling, and I was like, sometimes when a camera is pointed at my face, I cannot smile. I forget. I lose my ability to smile. It's tough. It's the pressure of... uh, Because usually a picture is suddenly thrust upon you, the opportunity. Yeah. You've not got time to prepare a happy thought, have you? Prepare a happy thought. Do, 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 do. Life's a happy song. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it was a bloody hot one. Um, not much happened. Came home. Uh, I don't know. I was at work the other day. I did a gig last night. That was all right. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, let's not shilly-shally anymore. I could talk about that stag do for hours. A lot of crazy things happened on it. Lucas has kept this secret for the longest time that he has a very dear friend that he invited on his stag do called Jamie who looks exactly like Robert Patterson's Cedric Diggory. I never thought about that, but when you said it, I thought, oh, he does a bit. And he's he looks- a fan of the show, isn't he, Jamie? He's a bloody... He's told me he's listened to all the episodes twice. Yeah. What a bloody legend. And also, you never told me that your brother Alid, your brother-in-law Alid, could sing like an angel. And when I say angel, I mean like a pop-punk leading man. <laughs> well, I, for- I forgot about this, but he used to be in a band when he was a young whippersnapper called yeah. Roadkill. And he was the uh, he was the lead singer. Mm. And he used to sing tunes. Yeah, so at the karaoke, he absolutely shunned. I was singing, I got up there, and uh, to cheer everyone up, I sang Vindaloo, my fat Les. 
You're not listening to about Vin- three lines in that song. If you not listen to Vindaloo by Fat Les, get a listen. Go on Spotify, go on YouTube, get it. Listen. About a minute in the back of my ear, I can hear Derek Kirkby go, "This was. Sh- this is shit." <laughs> my dad was like Statler and Waldo for holding to one at that karaoke bar. He was yes. criticizing everybody. It was funny. Yeah. But hey, nothing better than singing Vindaloo in a room where half the people are Welsh. Welsh, <laughs> we had a German, a Scottish, beautiful. Lovely. Uh, Is that not an example of a multicultural society? <laughs> Different parts of the UK and one from Germany. Yeah, it's good. I'm sure more details of the stag do will be released as as the podcast goes on through its hmm. episodes. I was getting the train back with Louis, and he goes, "What do we tell our girlfriends?" I was like, "Nothing happened." <laughs> it was quite tame, wasn't it? Nobody, everyone was merry, but nobody oh, was. Uh... My ultimate highlight was after we left karaoke, probably like one a.m. Um, it was very clear that Lucas Kirkby had had enough because he had his phone out navigating his way back to the hostel, more or less sprinting. <laughs> Hang on, it was half past two, let me say. And uh, I think it was decided with everybody. You were sprinting in Lederhosen. <laughs> well, Lucas has had enough. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that should be the benefit of your own stag do is you get to decide when to go to bed. But we'd been at it since 10 a.m. I think it was like a 17-hour stag do altogether. Did you all um, stay up drinking at the hostel? Did you all go to bed? Oh, I went straight to bed. I think a couple of them went and had a cigar outside. A cigar? A cigar. But then the bar at the hostel shut at three, and we arrived gone half two, so uh, it it wasn't doable. But yeah, but I was rushing to get to sleep because I won't name the person, but one member of the stag do snores like a monster from the abyss. Who is um, it? I can't say. Who is uh, it? I'll tell you in private. Uh, monster from the abyss. Then it's it's my snorer. My responsibility uh, to guess. Was it Alad Jones? Cannot. Say, because it, I don't want to reveal names on the podcast. Was it Tom Jones? I cannot say. Was it Derek Kirkby? I cannot say. I don't think we've revealed this that my brother-in-law's called Alan Jones, famous singer, and me his dad is Tom Jones, also a famous singer. But I will not reveal who the bog monster snorer was. But let me just say, there was at least five of us rushing to get to sleep to avoid the noises that came out of that man's nose and mouth. Mm, so it was a man. It was a man. I'll narrow it down to that. It was a man <laughs> on this stag do uh, for you. But yeah, it was bloody good. Bloody they're, probably good a, they're probably not even a podcast listener. No, but, you know, we'll keep... I don't think any. I don't think anybody in this stag do is a podcast listener, apart from Jamie. They snore like a monster from the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tom. Yeah. 
Are you ready for a chapter rundown of Veritaserum? Well, you're going to do it anyway, so might as well be. Yeah, so sit back and listen, yes? <laughs> chapter 35, Veritaserum. Uh, what was that? I was checking my microphone was working. It's good, isn't it? So Harry comes back to the edge of the maze with the port key, and everyone's scared and panicked and frightened. Cedric Diggory is dead. My boy! My boy! Silence! None of that happens. It's in the film, though. Then Harry is taken away by Mad-Eye Moody, and he takes him up to his little office, but he's being a bit weird, and suddenly it's revealed that he was behind everything. He made the Triwizard Cup of Porky, he helped Harry put his name in the Goblet of Fire, but it's not him at all. Did you he's put about your name to in the kill Harry. He gets saved by Voldemort, not by Voldemort, by Dumbledore, McGonagall, and Snape, and it turns out that it's not Madame Moody at all, but Barty Crouch Jr. And then he reveals everything, because he has this Veritaserum, this truth potion, and bloody hell, he was behind it all, and it's all bloody mental. And that was uh, chapter 35, Veritaserum. Mm. What, what a, a chapter. chapter. Oh, yeah. Got me going this one. What a chapter. Silence! Silence! <laughs> oh, it was good. Well, none of that was in it, was it? I was expecting at least... My boy! My I was expecting boy. at least, you know, hello, Dumbledore. The only reference we have of Cedric's parents is Dumbledore going, his parents are in the stands. No. Yeah, I was expecting a bit more of like the panic and stuff. There isn't even a brass band in the book. Harry storms into the um whatever the starting line. Uh yeah. holding <laughs> He's holding the trophy and Cedric Diggory's body. Yeah. Yeah. Dumbledore immediately goes, Harry, you can't help him now. It's over. Let's go. Excuse me, you're quick to give up on him. I know. He might just be unconscious. <laughs> That's a dead body if I've ever seen one. Get off him, everyone. No, Dumbledore, let's resuscitate him. No, 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 it's not what he'd want. <laughs> I would. CPR. You're crushing a dead man's ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Let us try, Dumbledore. Let us try. Recovery position, at least. Oh, no. That's it for him. Look, he's choking to death. We'll take the food out of his mouth. No, no, that's that's not humane. This is how it's meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that clip of, um, I think it's a Nigerian man in court, and he's being accused of... He's being accused of something or other, and he knows he's going to lose the case. So he pretends to have a, a fit in court. He, like, pretends to, like, his eyes roll in the back of his head. And he pretends to go like that, so he doesn't have to uh, continue with the courtroom. And this man jumps over the, like, the barrier and just grabs his tongue out of his mouth to stop him choking on it. Have you seen this video? I have not. 
Oh, it's brilliant. It's well worth the watch. First of all, for the audacity of thinking you can just pretend to faint or have a fit when when you're about to be proven guilty in court. But also, uh, just a man jumping over and pulling your tongue out of your mouth. If you're in a community of people who send funny videos to each other, it's interesting because people, you've got different people who will always send different types of videos to you. Um... My sister Maisie will always send, like, I don't know, funny videos to me. Lucas Kirkby will always send me the strangest videos <laughs> known to man. He'll send me videos of people that you did not think existed on this earth. <laughs> and I love it, sending you videos of strange people. It's, he seems to relish in video and videos of like the most unusual people to ever walk the face of this planet. Like some people send you doggy videos or cat videos. I can always rely on Lucas Kirkby to send me a video of a goblin under a bridge wrestling with a newborn or something like that. Just <laughs> like that. Yeah. I get attracted to anything out of the ordinary, anything unusual. He took a video of a strange man on Friday in London. I'll have to send it to you. He was dressed. He had a lovely suit on, but he had the funniest walk. Hey, and then he's what? Me and Lucas, me and Lewis experienced a strange man in London on the tube after we'd left you. Oh yeah, go on. There was this guy, and he was holding a banana, and. I think he, what he did was ride the tubes all day because with every announcement, he like he, he mimicked it and then added new things. So like yeah. we're on the tube and it was like, next stop, Barbican. Yeah, and he goes, mm, Barbican, Bobby and Ken. Come on, Bobby, let's go party. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. And some lad was sat opposite with him and his foot folded across his knee and he pokes this man's foot with his banana and he goes, Big foot, big foot, do you like big foot? You have big foot, hmm? Hmm? And he goes, uh, don't know. <laughs> don't know. And then and then he points, he uses the banana to poke his finger and he goes, uh, are you married? Are you married? Like that. And he yeah. goes, and he goes, yes. And he goes, wrong finger, wrong finger, rings on the wrong finger. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sounds like someone I would fall in love with instantly. He you'd sounds have, brilliant. You'd, you'd have a joint bank account with him right now if you'd have met him. I would. Tom, oh, it reminds I me that this... A, go on. There's a video of this guy, he's on a train, right? And it, you've got the automatic doors that come in between each carriage. He's doing an American voice. And he's going, again. 18, 17, and he's got his mouth agape, waiting for the door to close. <laughs> the door closes in his mouth. And he's like, ah! <laughs> I know that video. Oh, I love the unusual people of this earth. If anyone just wants to send crazy videos like that, that to the Pottervision Instagram, I will no, no, love no. it and you enjoy it. Send those it. to Lucas Kirkby's personal Instagram, please. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll watch him and I'll laugh. I love anybody. Unusual. So funny. If you'd have met that man, you'd be no, you'd be you'd be dragging you'd go, Tom, I want this man to join Part of Vision with us. I want it to be all three of us. Come on, he could be the baker. 
Bobby Ken, Bobby and Ken, come on, Bobby, let's go party. Come on, that'd be funny. Just in the middle of Pottervision having that. <laughs> Bobby Ken, Bobby and Ken. <laughs> I want to see it. I want it to happen. Mm, 69, sex position. He said that at one point. <laughs> Just... 69, sex position. <laughs> He's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. It's a number and it's a sex position. <laughs> so Harry, Harry Potter, the, the boy wizard, is uh, is all shocked and whatever. Dumbledore, the strength of this man, he's over a hundred, and he just picks Harry up like he's nothing. Proper meat at this bloke. He throws him across the room and he beats this shit out of him. He's yeah. on one. He's on one, Your Honour. <laughs> and then Harry gets taken away by Mad-Eye Moody. God, he's, he's asking these questions. He's interrogating Harry. Mm. And they're coming thick and fast, aren't they? It's like, mm. uh, you know, what, what did you see him? What did he look like? How did he come back? Did the Death Eaters come? Did he... What was he like with the Death Eaters? It's like, hey, slow down, boy. I'll answer all your questions. Yeah? Let me answer one first. And he's like, bloody hell, animal, vegetable, mineral. Huh? Is it bigger than a cow? <laughs> Mad-eye moody. <laughs> I barely got my breath back. My friend's dead. I really enjoyed that. Can I put that. it in my pocket? <laughs> that really made me laugh. And I'm not being sarcastic. Madame Moody, calm down, boy. Animal, vegetable, mineral. <laughs> Man, have you got to any questions? <laughs> I loved all this. He's obsessed yeah. with the forgiveness. Did he forgive them? Huh? Did he? I want him yeah. to. I want him to punish them. I want to be the only one that Voldemort forgives. <laughs> yeah. He's the most devoted, loyal subject. I love this. I realise, in his confession, he tells Harry everything. It was me all along. It was me. <laughs> like the troll loose in the dungeon. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was me who uh, told told Cedric what to do with the egg. It was me who put the book in your room. I didn't read it. Oh, yeah, but I, I was trying to help you. Yeah? <laughs> I know he's like, oh, I didn't want anyone to suspect... It's just like, well, you're getting friendly with me anyway. Like, I've been in your office and stuff. You've been talking about the Marauder's map. Why is the help so, like, indirect? It was funny, right? So he um, he says, he admits to Harry he did everything for him. The whole year he's been supporting him. He put his name in the Goblet of Fire. He made sure he knew what to do at every point of the task even in the third task he was in the maze with him like chasing him round like uh, defending him against the monsters of the maze yeah yeah and that, that is what we can take from this chapter some students will always have an easier ride at school if some teachers take a shining to them moody's told harry that he paved the way over the past year to ensure that he won the competition. It's almost nepotism, isn't it? I remember it from my time in high school, certain students getting special treatment and being favored 
by the teachers, like giving out better equipment and more time to students that they preferred. Often insufferable students with horrible, nasty little hearts. But it's a great lesson in life that we can take from this chapter. No matter how hard you work, yeah, there will always be someone giving an easier ride. It's true, and it's a lesson we can all listen to and accept. Cedric, Fleur, Victor, you never had a chance. Yeah. Harry, Harry was always given the win. He was given the cheat codes, and that is life, Your Honour. Yeah. Bloody hell, he's had a right, like, because I didn't realise he'd interfered that much with everybody, like, Fleur is knocked out. Uh, Victor Crumb is under the Imperious Curse. You think, bloody... God, they mention the Imperious Curse every five minutes. Hmm. We've only just heard about it in September, but apparently it's the most popular spell everyone's ever hit. You know, he's going through all these things. Well, he gets revealed as... We're jumping the gun here. Um, but... I like that there's like a double twist because this feels like the big reveal, doesn't it? Oh, it was Mad-Eye Moody all along. That's the big twist of this book. But then there's the second twist where actually it's not Mad-Eye Moody. It's Barty Crouch Jr. Mm. And I like that because you think you've sussed it out and then you haven't something else entirely. Mm. So he's about to kill Harry, or... yeah. Well, yeah, I think, like... He says, oh, I'm going to kill you, and Voldemort's going to be so happy with me. I think Voldemort would be really pissed off if he found out someone else had killed Harry. Mm. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I don't think he'd like that. I think he wants to be the one to kill Harry out of, like, uh, you know, uh, pride. 100%. He wants to be the one to kill Harold Potter. Yeah, so mm. I think he's in a bit of a mad one, Barty Crouch, thinking he's going to kill Harry. You're on one, but Barty. Barty, you're, you're on, on one, lad. <laughs> Who should come and rescue Harry but the ultimate trio? Yeah, you thought it was mm. Harry, Ron and Hermione, but no, it's not. It's Dumbledore, McGonagall and Snape. Mm. Three legends. And uh, they come in and... Uh, they knock him out, don't they? They sort him out. They beat the shit out of him. All right, send in an email. <laughs> Me? Yeah. No, I'm getting my notes up. Oh, he's getting his, he's getting his notes up, Your Honour. Where have they they've been got, for the past hour? They've gone away. Oh. Um, they've gone away. What were you saying? So he's just answering his bloody emails in the middle of a podcast. Hang on, if I don't send this by midnight. <laughs> You're sincerely... What are you saying? Oh, shit, what are you going on about? Sorry, let me just unsubscribe from this boohoo email. I was saying they came to rescue him, didn't they? Yeah. And Dumbledore is not the Dumbledore Harry knows. There's no twinkle loved, in his eye. I would have loved to see the look that Dumbledore was giving Mad-Eye Moody's lifeless body. Because it said in the chapter that it horrified Harry Potter. Yeah. He did not recognise the man behind the eyes. 
you know it's serious when the nice guys go ape shit. You know, people who are normally like quiet, friendly, amenable, nice. When they go mad, you're like, right, this is this is serious town. Yeah. Yeah. Next stop, more seriousness. When dad decides to give you a telling off. Oh yeah, then you know it's serious, don't you? When dad it's daddy's turn. Oh, scary. You Whoa. can't tell me off any more, Dad. I'm stronger than you. <laughs> you I'm... just wait till your father gets home. <laughs> Scared now, mummy. But and it's so funny. Um <laughs> I love the way in this chapter they have to pepper in that McGonagall has thin lips. It goes, the thin line of her mouth was twitching. By the way, everyone, Minerva McGonagall, she does not have plump, kissable lips. <laughs> As she tried to take Harry Potter away. Well, I want that image in your head. Don't be thinking that she's some, you know, she's had fillers. She hasn't. She's got the thin lips that she's always had. Right. Author, I'm thinking about Mad-Eye Moody being unconscious being a servant to the Dark Lord. I don't need reminding about McGonagall's lips. That's not on my agenda at the moment, yeah? I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah? And, and then, my favourite line of this is Dumbledore in this chapter. He goes, this, he goes, this is not... <laughs> he goes, this is not Alistair Moody. Well done, Dumbledore. Nothing gets past you, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe someone as wise as Dumbledore, it's taken him till right at the end of the year to notice that something was up with Moody. Because the thing is, he's supposed to have known Moody for years. He's supposed to be friends with him. Mm. And yet, Barty Crouch has bloody done one over on him. What an actor. What an actor Barty Crouch Jr. is. Forget Azkaban. Send him to Hollywood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. should be in the next X-Men film or something. They tell... Uh, they put the truth serum upon his lips, Your Honour. They they, oh, they separate his lips and pour that truth serum in there. Thank God you aren't separating my lips. They're really thin. Yeah, shut up, Minerva. <laughs> oh, hang on. Someone's at the door. Oh, someone's at the door, Gromit. I wonder who that could be. So go on then, you're on about uh, them giving the Veritaserum to Moody. They give Veritaserum to Moody and then he starts spilling all. How did you get out of Azkaban? Me and my mother went into each other's bodies, he says. It's your classic Freaky Friday film. They both did the Polyjuice Potion and inhabited the other one's body, didn't they? It's the classic Freaky Friday film. A boy and his mother swap places, yeah? Yeah. I'd have loved that for He's, a bit. She's Barty Crouch living his mum's life for a day. <laughs> because they said that Barty Crouch Sr. was so in love with his wife that he would do anything for her. And I wondered if he was so in love with his wife when his son took on her form... Do you reckon he made a move on her? Uh, go on, one last time, love. No, no, I'm your son now. This is, I'm your son. 
Winky is there for some reason. So they've decided to get, to get Sorry? Winky. <laughs> Hello, Winky. Uh, they've decided to get Winky in the room as part of a part of this like confession. And Winky, like through these revelations, Winky has a lot of influence on Barty Crouch Senior more than any house elf should have. So Barty Crouch Senior is keeping his son under the imperious curse at home. And it's like, oh, Winky convinced uh, Barty Crouch to give his son treats and also let him go to the World Cup. I can't imagine that conversation between a house elf and a master. Go on, master, mm. he loves Quidditch. He'd love it, wouldn't he? <laughs> no, no, you're my servant. I shouldn't be listening to you. Go on, give him a treat. <laughs> give him a bit of bacon. <laughs> No, all right, all right. You've twisted my arm. That's funny. Quite funny, isn't it? Hey, what made you change jobs in the end? Winky. <coughs> Winky told me. There's a lot of women at your. Was there a lot of women at your old office? <laughs> <laughs> Winky made me want to get out of there. <laughs> Too much Winky. There was a lot of explaining in this chapter, though, weren't there? Oh! oh. If it weren't for the Veritas Serum, I reckon that's why that's been put in, because they wanted to put all this exposition in. And it was like, well, nobody would confess to all this. This is like a bloody a TED Talk. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but a bit of Truth Serum, and it all comes out. But it must mean that you want, like, because truth serum, to me, it's not just that it stops you from lying, but it also, like, compels you to tell the truth. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could drink it and then go, oh, I'm just not going to say anything then. And I won't I won't reveal anything. Yeah, if they're not asking you the right questions. But this one compelling them to tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, it's just You'd like... be saying mad stuff. Sometimes I don't wash my hands after the toilet, excuse me. Yeah. We didn't want to know about that. I want to touch myself in a library. <laughs> Look, we oh, want to know on. about this plot. What's gone on? It was part of it. <laughs> Got to specify which plot. Uh, uh, he's dead the whole time. No, not the plot of the six no! cents. No, what are you saying that for? I was only joking. No, you're not. You've got buried to serum. So that's the truth, isn't it? <laughs> um, What's the point of me watching that? I love that, and he starts like telling about. He goes, and I found oh, what was so useful was Potter's map of the castle, and Dumbledore's like, "Map? What map? What map is this?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, pardon me." I know he's done right in it. That would have been so helpful to me the past two years. Why have you not brought this map to me? Yeah. Oh, I've been using it for selfish reasons. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> He's gonna like stopped everything from happening this year. All the death, all the bloodshed. Just give Dumbledore that map. He knows what he's doing with it a lot more than you, if I can say. If I can be so bold. Mm. And he's going on about why can't our house elves speak properly? I don't understand this. Are they not capable, or are they just supposed to sound different, or what? Because he's on about killing Barty Crouch Senior. And Winky goes, what is you saying? Mm. What are you saying, Winky? Speak deeply. <laughs> Why are you speaking like a roadman? 
<laughs> Maybe that's it. They've just bought, brought up on the the streets outside Chicken Cottage. Right. How many gobsmacked winkies are you going to give this chapter out of five? Um, I enjoyed this chapter. It was a lot of explaining, but I do like when everything comes together. Everything starts to make sense. Oh, this is why that was going on. That was why this was going on. But there was a lot of exposition. I like that Harry was in a bit more danger, but... I miss Amos Diggory shouting, my boy. I miss Dumbledore shouting, silence. I miss the brass band. Uh, it was all right, but I'm going to be harsh, I think. I think I'm going to give it two gobsmacked winkies out of five. Mental. For me, I loved this chapter. This really was a sinister chapter. Mad-Eye Moody a.k.a. Barty Crouch Jr., takes Harry Potter away from the scene of a crime for no reason into his office and locks him away. He puts him to a chair and takes his wand to him. This really was a frightening moment of the year for Harry so far. Yeah, Something was not right. He was asking him questions and the rug was being pulled from underneath Harry Potter. A really dangerous moment. And then... All the loose ends got tied together. Why this? Why that? Perfect. If you'd not read this book before, you would have had no idea that any of these things were all because of Mad-Eye Moody, a.k.a. Barty Crouch Jr. And I really loved the strength that Dumbledore showed. The fact that he scared, he shook Harry to his core. And he was able, <laughs> he realised why he's the one person that Voldemort fears. Snape was on side. We got to hear about <laughs> McGonagall's thin lips. This truly was a fantastic chapter. And for that, I give it five gobsmack winkies out of five. What a review! Mm. Okay, you ready for quiz? Yeah. Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 crew. Can I ask you some questions? How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas, and I won't tell you why. Very good. I do. Quiz. Laiwikish. Question one. Why did he keep Mad-Eye Moody alive? So he could keep uh, getting chunks of his hair for the polyjuice potion and so he could ask him about how he lives his life so he could pretend to be him. Ultimately, correct, ultimately, what did Barty Crouch Jr. do to Barty Crouch Sr.? Killed him. Correct. What did he do with his body? Oh, he transfigured it into a bone and... Buried it in Hagrid's garden. Correct. How do you spell Alistor? A-L-A-S-T-O-R. Correct. And what is the last word of this chapter? Shit. This has been the closest I've got to doing the quiz. For like months. And you ask this every time. What is the last word of the chapter? 
figure out now what happens. Um, I'm going to guess Dumbledore. <laughs> I'm going to guess Dumbledore. No, the answer is, let me just double check because I don't want this to be wrong. Well, that's the first. <laughs> Excuse me. Side. Side? Winky wailed and sobbed at his side. Oh, bloody hell, it was a close one this Unfortunate, week. Unfortunately, Lucas... <laughs> Kirkby, you've lost the quiz. Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions. How well <laughs> you do? Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions and I won't tell you why. And if you blow me a kiss, I will <laughs> blow one right back. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We are going back to Edinburgh. That's coming up soon. We'll be there from the 4th till the 24th of August, every day at 1.30. And we've also got a preview a week. Uh, well, it'll be next week by the time you listen to this podcast. It's on the 28th of July in Manchester. We'd love to see you there. We've also got a live recording of the next episode for all of our Patreon followers. That is on the 26th of uh, July, so this is coming up very soon. All you have to do is support us on any tier to gain access to this uh, live recording. You can join us and join in with Hedwig's drop-ins, and it'll all be uh, very much fun. And we'll be raffling off our portraits of each other that we did, uh, that are signed and painted and quite freaky. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok or give us a five-star review. It bloody helps us a lot. Going up them bloody search results. Next week, we will be on episode 93, chapter 36 of book four, The Parting of the Ways. You have been a lovely winkied Tom Laurinson. And you have been sobbing at my side, Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.